Today's Issues continues on AFR with your host, Ed Vitagliano. And welcome back. As the disembodied voice said, I am Ed Vitagliano. I'm sitting in for Tim Wildman this week, today and tomorrow, and then Friday. Tim should, Lord willing, and if the creek don't rise, be back in the captain's chair for Trivia Friday, which oddly enough happens on Friday. So today and tomorrow, rest of today, I will be here with you. I am joined in studio by Fred Jackson and Chris Woodward. Brent Creeley, our fearless and crack producer. See, Brent, I did say something nice about you. Brent and I have a uh, kind of relationship, a lot of teasing going on, who gets the last shot in. And uh, so I, every once in a while, I like to say something nice about Brent. He really does a great job for us. He's a fine Christian man, and uh, I like to think of him as a good friend. Um, and so uh, there, that's that's it for October. Brent, I'm looking at you. <laughs> That's it for October. I uh, don't expect anything Today else. is the 19th. It is the 19th, just <laughs> over halfway through. So there's your, there's your compliment. You know, uh, people around here, if, if, you're, if you are a snowflake, you don't last long around here. Let me just tell you. People can bring the heat when it comes to uh, uh, insults said with love in a Christian way, in a Christian way. That's right. You better have your, you better have your big boy pants on <laughs> around here. Not, let me tell you, if you've not had the privilege yet of visiting the new facilities here, we do not have a safe space to go and cry. Yes, you have to do that in your car. As right. I've seen some people do <laughs> on their own time. Uh, all right. Um, what did we, we're what else we got? Website. We're going to, oh yes, that's right. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. Thank you, Chris. You're doing a great job today, too. You know what? I'm going to be encouraging Ed today. Fred, I like your sweater. Bill on Facebook said you win the sweater contest. I always wear, like, black and blue. So, Bill hardly ever likes anything I wear. But uh, so I'm going to be encouraging Ed. Chris, you're doing a great job. Love the beard. Thank you very much. Love the flannel shirt. Uh, the 80s called and wants yeah. its shirt back. Oh, I I'm sorry. I can't help myself. People wouldn't know this. I actually have very dark hair, but I've been using the touch of gray from Just for Men for years. The touch uh, of gray? Yeah. To make somebody, myself look more distinct. I hate to inform you, but somebody emptied the bottle oh on you. All right. See, that's what I was trying yeah. to avoid. I was Singer. trying to avoid that. All right. So tell our listeners, this is in all seriousness, yes. uh, we encourage you to sign up for American Family News. Chris, explain why and how. Yes. Uh, on our website, American Family News, or AFN.net, at the top right of the corner there is a button called Subscribed. You can click that. You enter your first and last name. Give us an email address, a zip code, and a state where you live. Uh, and once a day, you will get a compilation of about, what, five or six stories, Fred? Yes, sir. From the editors at AFN.net. Uh, and that will give you an idea of what's going on, what you need to know about, and why you need to know these stories, that kind of thing. We do not sell your email address. We do not sell your email address. Or give it away. Or give it away. We also do not charge you money to read our articles, which I, working in news, I hate that. When, <laughs> when you go and you're trying to get something and it's behind a paywall, we at American Family News do not have a paywall on our stories. Um, some people ask us from time to time, what is AFN.net? It's the print version of our news outlet. 
Uh, what you hear radio at the top news. of every hour is American Family Radio News, and those stories and many more wind up as print articles on our website. And and let me just say, for for someone who does a lot of research for for blogging or for writing articles for the Stand Magazine, or just for saving for some time when I may want to write about it, uh, it it really helps to have a printed version mm-hmm. of stories that you hear on radio. Okay, and so, folks, for those of you who are interested in that kind of thing, maybe doing research or just want to have a printed, you have the quotes that are used yes. when you interview people. They are transcribed. Mm-hmm. And you have a printed version of that story. So continue. Yeah. So if you go to AFN.net, you're going to find a number of different topics from all walks of life. We have latest AP headlines. That's all the Associated Press content that we put in there. You've got a section called More News and Focus. That's where many of our staff articles wind up uh, as print articles. Rusty Pugh, the legendary Rusty Pugh, uh, who's been with us many, many years, he puts together a section called Latest from the Web. We've got political cartoons. You can catch uh, the morning update. There's a lot there on AFN.net, including op-eds from uh, Star Parker, frequent guest of American Family Radio. Now, you mentioned Rusty Pugh. I think he's been here just about as long as I have. I've been here 26 years. He may have come a year after I got here or the same year. I don't know. But Rusty's been here so long, he's no longer Rusty. He should be Whitey, okay, because he's he's turned just about. I I, I tell him that. He says, well, uh, thanks, Ed. I hadn't heard that one before. <laughs> so so a lot of us are getting, uh, getting a little bit uh, old. But check out. Go to AFN.net. Folks, it is the best thing going. So. Yes. Also, too, shout out to our brothers and sisters across the uh, hallway at uh, what used to be called AFA Journal, now AFA The Stand. Uh, many of our stories also wind up uh, in the front pages of their monthly publication. Uh, so if you're trying to find something maybe uh, that we had, uh, you can find those uh, every month in the monthly printoff there from AFA's The Stand, as well as their staff articles because they also cover a number of things. Ed's worked for AFA The Stand or AFA Journal for many years, over the yeah, years, yeah. started there. So right. uh, we do our best to try to cover all kinds of information on both AFN.net as well as AFA The Stand. All right, let's move along in terms of stories. Um, let's mention this. One of the uh, topics we've covered a lot over the past couple of years, and understandably so, was COVID, uh, but also the idea to close schools because of COVID. Um, in the last... 48 hours or so, um, a lot of people have been getting really upset uh, at comments from Dr. Anthony Fauci. He did a uh, recent segment with ABC News personality Jonathan Carl, um, and you'll hear why many people are upset with Dr. Fauci here. Carl asked him whether it was a mistake to close schools over COVID. Clip five. Was it a mistake in so many states and so many localities uh, to see schools closed as long as they were? I think in some case, I don't want to use the word mistake, John, because if I do, it gets taken out of the context that you're asking me the question on. Did we pay too high a price? Yeah, I would say that what we should realize and have realized that there will be deleterious collateral consequences when you do something like that. This idea that this virus doesn't afflict children is not so. It does. We've lost close to 1,500 kids so far. But but much less than the older population, obviously. Oh, of course. But you shouldn't discount that it does afflict children, so it isn't without consequences. If you go back, and I ask anybody to go back over the number of times that I've said we've got to do everything we can to keep the schools open, 
No one plays that clip. They always come back and say Fauci was responsible for closing schools. I had nothing yeah. to do. I mean, you're, I you're, mean you're, let's you're, get down to the facts. Now, a lot of parents were upset because they had to take time off work. Maybe they had to quit their job so that way they could be at home with their kids. I mean, some schools just now started school back after closing down in spring of 2020. That is crazy to think about. Uh, but a lot of parents uh, are upset with Fauci. They say this is deflection. Nothing is ever his fault. It's only, um, you know, when when things look good, it's because of Fauci. When things go bad, it's not because of Fauci. That's well, the way a lot of people are viewing this. Well, Fred, I, he, here's, the, here's the thing. There were a lot of schools, uh, the state education apparatus, the city apparatus, who made decisions based on the CDC mm-hmm. and Anthony Fauci and the NIH. Uh, they made their decisions based on what they were telling them. Technically speaking, Anthony Fauci is exactly right. He didn't he didn't pull the lever to close schools. Okay, he didn't have that kind of authority. But a lot of these schools were closed because of what he was saying. Yes, I think that's fair. I think that's a fair way to characterize what happened in 2020 and throughout 2021. It, it is fair to say that Anthony Fauci was the face, the public face of the government perspective on COVID and what everybody should do when it came to wearing masks, when it came to uh, social distancing, when it came to cleaning countertops when this first started. The face of the government perspective on COVID was Anthony Fauci. He's going to have to own that. Yep, he was the puppet master. <laughs> yeah, he he was, uh, and and for him to dismiss the catastrophic effect that this has had and continues to have on young people by collateral damage. Yeah, um, fifteen hundred kids—that's a big number—and every and every child death is a is is tragic. Mm-hmm. But we're talking about fifteen hundred kids amongst. Tens of tens of millions. Listen, I, I was listening to Tony Perkins' show the other day, Washington Watch, which you hear here on American Family Radio at 4 o'clock Central, Monday through Friday. Had an epidemiologist on the other day. And let's move forward from this. We can talk about what went wrong, but let's learn what went wrong. Looking forward from this, the huge mistake that was made is that there were public health decisions that they said we're going to cover the whole population with this. Right. The reality was what they've learned now is that we should have been very concerned about, let's say, 65-year-old and plus. Yeah. And in the, even in that age range, let's look at who was vulnerable because of other things like diabetes, et cetera, right. et cetera. Those co- but, so-called uh, comorbidities. Comorbidities. But below 65... They're saying this, uh, and and experts are coming out. It it was a tragic error to have those shutdowns across the board, companies shutting down the whole thing, because the reality was the number of deaths in the 65 and below range was tiny, tiny. Some people argue that uh, the number of deaths probably was comparable to the flu. Uh, the that. Every and year. this was this was with the initial variant. Yes. This isn't even talking about Omicron when that's right. When it became less lethal. Yeah. I would hope 
uh, that going forward, once again, that we never get ourselves in this kind of predicament of these vast edicts going out that, you know, churches have to shut down, schools have to shut down, uh, you know, planes can't fly, you know, right. and all and, and mask mask mandates, all of these sorts of things. The idea, and this is uh, a particular beef with me, of telling our military people, unless you get the shot, we're going to throw you out of the military. Right. Telling healthy men and women that, and now, of course, and now we know you can get the shot, but you can still get COVID again. Right. You can get the shot and you still pass it along to other people, but they're not going to die from it. Now these, and these are members of the, correct me if I'm wrong, Fred, these are members of the military that don't even get their pension and stuff if they're kicked out. If Is they're that right. If they're kicked out. Now, fortunately, there are uh, conservative and Christian legal firms that are fighting on behalf of these people because now we have a whole lot more information. How can the military argue you've got to have the shot in order to perform your duties and to do your duty to your fellow soldiers? No, that's wrong. Right. We now have the proof that that is, that is wrong. Yeah. And please stop comparing it. I was a member of the military in Canada. And when I was going through boot camp and all those, you know, you're getting a different shot. You're lining up for a different shot every week. Right. But those shots were based on years, years of testing and experience. It was smallpox. It was stuff that you needed if you're going to serve Polio. Overseas. Yeah. Polio. If you're going to serve overseas, all of those kinds of things. Those were proven medications. But to say, no, uh, this thing that we just came up with, this vaccination we just came up with, you got to have it or we're going to throw you out. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, that was totally irresponsible. Again, I try to look forward. Let's look forward. Let's never do this kind of thing again. Yeah. yeah. I would, this is a, a touchy subject, but um, it happened a couple of nights ago uh, during the debate between Senator Warnock and Herschel Walker. Senator Warnock, who is pro-abortion, uh, made the point that uh, government has no place in the doctor's office with the doctor and the patient, talking about abortion, right? Yeah. But they have absolutely no problem with the government being in the room with the doctor and you when it comes to a COVID shot. So, and, and Kamala Harris has talked about this uh, in recent days as well. You know, we, we shouldn't be telling a, a woman what to do with her body. But you'll still tell that woman to get the COVID shot or she can't be a federal employee. Well, I, I think, uh, t- to be fair on this issue, um, I, I think the explanation for that difference was that uh, at least initially, mm-hmm. was that if you don't get the shot, it's not just about you. Abortion is is a decision uh, between a, a a woman, the doctor, the government, the, about the baby. It's about an individual right. and and the individual within her body. Okay, so uh, obviously people know what we feel about abortion here, but the initial argument was you can spread the virus to other people. That's why the government is telling you to get the shot. Now, don't don't blame me. I'm just the messenger oh, yeah. here. Uh, I'm talking about our listeners. Uh, that was the argument that was being made. That was the promise that the president made about getting the vaccine or the jab, whatever you want to call it, was that if you get it, uh, not only will your version of uh, COVID not be as severe, you won't spread it. Mm-hmm. Remember, that was the promise oh, yeah. that the president made. Yeah. Well, as we found out as the variants... Uh, 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 grew, that wasn't the case. So I, I do want to make that distinction. The argument was, if you don't get the shot, 
you can spread it to other people. Um, but a- as we've gone on and we've learned, as information has slowly trickled out about this, and I think the I think the studies will continue to grow, and information this whole thing will will crystallize. We'll become a lot more familiar with what's what actually happened during that two year uh, reign of terror, mm-hmm. <laughs> whatever that we call COVID. I think we're going to find out a lot more about whether or not it was still justified in terms of telling people they had to get the shot. And to your point, the Wall Street Journal had a story uh, just uh, the other day. Headline was, many Americans ignore COVID boosters as winter variants loom. And the first line, fewer than 5% of Americans got an updated COVID-19 shot in the month after the new uh, bivalent boosters rolled out. So Americans in general aren't buying the alarms that were out there two oh, years ago. Oh, this is done. I, this is over. I think America's had it. Yeah, I, I, I don't think you know you're going to get you'll have you'll have higher percentages getting flu shots. Yes. Than this five percent of of the boosters, and plus the fact of the matter is, I I think if you looked at the percentages of people who got vaccines initially and then got follow up boosters you're going to see that those percentages continued to drop because Americans were seeing what you just said, Fred. Yep. This is not the plague. No. And we're not going to we're not going to get these shots. You add to that the fear. I, I listen, I'm not a doctor. I you know, when people talk about the increase in uh, 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 miscarriages or heart uh, uh, myocarditis amongst young people, all those things. I don't know how that's going to play out in terms of studies. I'm waiting to see. Mm-hmm. All right, Lots of people have made up their minds. I, I haven't. I'm waiting to see. But that kind of noise in the background for a lot of people where they know healthy people that just you know were thrown into the hospital because of inflammation of the heart or young people dropping dead on the basketball court, that provides a counterweight to all this talk about getting the boosters. So you have, on the one hand, people saying, I don't really see this as being a serious thing anymore. I'm not going to get the booster. On the other hand, if I do think about it, I've got to weigh all this other stuff uh, that I'm hearing. And all I'm saying is that's probably driving. That's probably behind that 5%. One thing I, I would say, and one thing we're going to be watching in the news service here, uh, there are going to be jurisdictions, unfortunately, uh, that are going to force kids in order to attend a public school that you're going to have to get the shot. And a lot of mom and dads are going to be put in very difficult situations. Yep. Uh, are are we going to go along with this with our five and six-year-old, mm-hmm. little Johnny, little Janes, or are we going to pull our kids out? Uh, so Well, earlier we were talking about how stubborn some of these teachers' unions are yes. and the yes. departments of education in certain blue states and the, uh, the you know the board of you know the, the the city boards district whatever um, they're becoming very stubborn on some of these things mm-hmm. that's behind on the other hand the opposite num- the the numbers of people in increasing numbers going to homeschooling or private schooling because you're not going to convince a lot of a lot of a lot of people will take a shot maybe with a little bit of risk mm-hmm. they're not going to gamble with their kids no so uh, all right. So then we just got banned from YouTube again. We're done. Probably. Uh, I don't care. You know what? The fact of the matter is YouTube. I don't even know how many hundreds of people watch us. 
As long as we're on the air audio-wise, okay. I don't care if people can see. And we have our own streaming service. We have our own streaming right. service. All right. Go ahead. Uh, okay. Uh, you made a movie reference earlier to uh, the Kevin Costner movie. Un- if, Untouchable? Yes. Uh, a few years ago, um, and it may be more than a few years ago, uh, but there was a movie called Snakes on a Plane, and it featured Samuel L. Jackson, um, who is the what's-in-your-wallet guy, uh, on those campaign or the TV commercials. Anyway, Snakes on a Plane, fictional movie or whatnot. But yesterday, apparently, there was an incident in Newark, New Jersey, uh, at the airport there that didn't actually involve a snake on a plane. So if you're flying today, check around. <laughs> Wait, okay. So now I never did see the 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 movie you're talking about, Snakes on a Plane. Mm-hmm. In that movie, Samuel L. Jackson played. And so there are snakes that I, I kind of get the gist yeah. of it when that came out. Uh, Deadly snakes got out yes. on a plane. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Scary, scary snakes, and obviously, if you're in a plane, you only have so many, so much space, right? So Samuel uh, Samuel L. Jackson had to uh, battle snakes on a plane. Really, a stupid premise, but a lot of people liked it. So um, what do I, I know? I've I've seen movies with a dumber pre- premise, but yeah. <laughs> Shark Nano okay, so- Five was you know is when it really jumped the shark. Jumped the shark. So this actually this was a real. Was it a deadly snake? It was not. It was a garden snake. Um, reading from oh CNN here, it goodness. says uh, police and operation employees um, met the plane at its gate early Monday afternoon and removed the garden snake. Um, nobody was injured. Uh, a passenger on board News 12 The Bronx said that, quote, passengers and business class started shrieking and pulling their feet up while the flight was taxiing. It's a remi- it's a mystery a as to how the plane got snake. on. snake. Those things are, they're small, they're skinny. They are not dangerous at all. I, I'm, I'm just ashamed of people above the, the, the north, uh, the Mason-Dixon line <laughs> being so terrified yeah. of a snake. So, you know, bottom line, if you are getting on a plane today or maybe tomorrow, look around. Yeah. Uh, in in uh, final news here, you guys uh, fan fans of Krispy Kreme Donuts? Oh, sure. Who is have you it? heard about this story? No, I have not. Okay. Well, McDonald's is adding a new menu item from an unusual source, one of its rivals. Beginning October 26th, nine locations in Louisville, Kentucky, will start selling Krispy Kreme donuts as part of a test to inform future menu decisions, both companies announced uh, yesterday. It's an unusual move since the two chains compete for breakfast customers and McDonald's has its own line of pastries as part of its McCafe lineup. Uh, but Krispy Kreme is apparently going to be delivering the donuts daily to participating McDonald's and customers can purchase them individually or in six packs. Available options include glazed, chocolate iced with sprinkles and raspberry filled. There is nothing like uh-huh. a healthy you menu <laughs> that has deep fried sandwiches and Krispy Kreme donuts for breakfast. Yeah. Well, let me just tell you, it was a huge mistake when McDonald's started having salads. Uh-huh. When they started having tried to have the healthy. Mm-hmm. Nobody goes to McDonald's to eat healthy. They've already made that decision when they pull into the parking lot or get in the drive through lane. So I always thought, I said, this is a bad idea. Because people are not going to McDonald's for healthy food. And this is exactly the kind of thing that McDonald's should be doing. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, with the Krispy Kreme donuts. Now, I I generally stay away from donuts just as a, like a, like a, on principle, because I don't just eat one donut. (laughs) If I'm going to eat a donut, I'm going to eat three or four of them. And that's like 1,500 calories. But the raspberry filled donut, that's making me think twice i will say too and 
in my own interpretation of God's word, fried cakes are biblical because fried cakes are mentioned more than once in the Old Testament. And if God says it once, it's important. It's called fried? Fried cakes. What King, version of the, the Bible do you read? In the King James Version. <laughs> can't imagine anyone book of Genesis. in the wilderness deep frying anything. Go read the book of Genesis today in the King James, right. and I guarantee you, you will come across the word fried We're cakes. done. Donuts has the last word. We'll see you tomorrow. <laughs>